It's time. We are not called to be nice. Sandy Rios, welcome Sandy, thanks for being here. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in DC is Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios. And you still like me or you you don't like me, James? Are you okay? You're all right. (laughs) I'm a musician, I can't help it. Uh, Longtime Fox News contributor, Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. We have, I think it's four to one youth in America wants gay marriage. Our kids are the product of public schools. No wonder they poll the way they do. It's time to stand up or we're going to lose everything we have. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up, speak up, say something, do something. This isn't a game. This is real life. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. Some things are worth fighting for. Um, So I've had a variety of people reach out to me, but nobody that was willing to actually go through a detailed interview of the facts. And, um, you know, Jake Tapper, I guess well-respected by many people at CNN, um, you know, I appeal to him and Chris Lick, I'll come for an interview, we'll spend an hour, you can be as aggressive as you want to be with me, you can call me a liar, you can, you know, attack the facts. The good news is, it's just not my word against the Bidens. I have thousands of documents text messages, WhatsApp conversations, recordings of the sitting president of the United States in his own voice. And uh, I'd love to have that debate. All right. That was the voice of Tony Babalunsky. He was uh, Tucker Carlson's guest last night again regarding Hunter Biden, uh, Joe Biden, uh, the brother Biden, and their dealings with Ukraine, with China, with other world actors. Uh, and uh, it's a, it was a drop-dead um, interesting interview, and I commend it to you. In fact, we'll put the whole thing on our Getter page so that you can hear it. But I'm going to fill in some details, and we're going to hear a little bit more from him because, uh, you know, Tucker interviewed him a couple of years ago. Tony came out right before the 2020 election. And now the reason he did that was because he was the former head of Sino-Hawk Holdings. You also have to know that Babalinski, Babalinski is a Navy veteran. Uh, he's a, he served for many years in the Navy, and um, uh, so he's a real patriot, but I don't think he's a conservative, okay? He's probably a Democrat. Um, and he was the former head of, as I said, Sinohawk Holdings, which was a partnership between the Chinese energy conglomerate known as CEFC. Now, remember, uh, 10 years ago, five years ago, you know, it, all kinds of Americans were dealing in China people that you know, people that we know, certainly our Congress, members of Congress, they were all getting, not all, I shouldn't say that, many of them getting rich with Chinese dealings. Many comp- many businessmen have done that. You know, it was all started with this, uh, you know, global trade idea. Uh, they were all so high on it. It was, um, it was just amazing to me. I always felt it was wrong. I, I, I don't, I, I'm not bragging about that. Please, I, I don't like it when hosts say, I told you, I, I don't like that. I'm not really saying it in that spirit. I'm just telling you there was something in my gut. I used to argue with business people that I knew, business owners who were friends, and I'd say, "Why? What are you doing? You're, you're, you know, American business is leaving our country. People are running out of jobs." And oh, but they say, "Oh, but eventually it'll be really good because you know, the, what the rising tide raises all boats." Yeah. So, but no. <laughs> No, not when you're dealing with uh, they. I find that business people, this is a gross generalization, but for the most part, they are experts at business. I find that with financial people too, they're experts at finances. And seldom do you find them understanding, really understanding the nature of 
of government, of world politics, of even uh, uh, domestic politics, except on the very as it, as it affects their bottom line. Uh, but they lack an understanding, and um, so they proceeded. And now back to Tony Bobulinski. He's an American veteran, and he's entering into this partnership with the Chinese energy conglomerate, along with Hunter Biden, Joe Biden, and I think the Biden brother. Now, I think Joe Biden was a silent partner. He was called the big guy in their email. And so um, Bobulinski came forward because he knew because of his incredible long-time interaction with the Bidens, that they were involved in some really bad things with the Chinese government. And so uh, he knew about all those things on Hunter Biden's laptop. Well, much of it he was familiar with. Some of it included his email. He was on that laptop going back and forth about various things and dealings that were uh, not uh, I I don't don't know if you call it um, treasonous. I I wouldn't use that word yet because I don't know. I would just say uh, enriching themselves at the expense of the United States of America, their country. So he knew about that, and he came on Tucker to uh, to talk about it and to lay the whole story out. He has troves and troves of email and documents. This is not just talking off the top of his head. He knows exactly what he's talking about. He knows the family well, the Biden family well. And you will recall that the New York Post did an expose on this just a few days before the 2020 election. And you will recall that uh, the social media outlets, Twitter and Facebook, rushed to deny its place anything about the laptop. Uh, they called it Russian disinformation. before the And they also deplatformed the New York Post because they didn't want anyone to read this story. I, I, so I want to ne- next play when Tony was talking with Tucker last night they uh this is part of the exchange and this will be Joe Rogan's voice because uh Tony refers to this interview of Joe Rogan with Mark Zuckerberg about how Facebook uh stopped this information i want to start with that and get uh, it'll be Joe Rogan Mark Zuckerberg and then Tony Bobolinski let's listen there was a lot of attention on Twitter during the election because of the Hunter Biden laptop story. The New yeah, York we Post. Yeah, we too. Yeah, so you guys censored that as well? So we took a different path than Twitter. Um, I mean, basically, the background here is the FBI, I think, basically came to us, uh, some, some folks on our team, and was like, hey... Um, just so you know, like you should be on high alert. There was the, we we thought that there was a lot of Russian propaganda in the 2016 election. We have it on notice that basically there's about to be some kind of dump of of um, uh, uh, that's similar to that. So just be vigilant. So uh, some kind of dump, some kind of dump. In other words, it, it's not a, a legitimate information. It's a dump. That's the words the FBI used. And, you know, it just occurred to me now, I don't want to, I'm not one to make excuses for Mark Zuckerberg, but do you think it's possible that people like Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey, who we don't know Jack was approached, but he probably was Jack Dorsey of Twitter, formerly of Twitter, um, that when the FBI called that they probably thought they were being patriotic, is it possible that they not knowing, you know, they're just talk about business people not knowing much. I don't think these guys know much either, don't really have a deep understanding of the world. They just know their business. And so the FBI tells them there's going to be disinformation. It's a big dump, and we need you to help us because this is dangerous, you know, to the country. So 
I'm just sort of giving them credit that maybe they shouldn't have. But uh, so they did. They got rid of it, man. And so people didn't really know about what happened. Uh, they didn't say, the FBI didn't say there's an article, a report, there's information. They said there's a dump. And so Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey both cooperated. And so it was completely shut out. New York Post deplatformed. And so um, Tony respond. I believe this clip has Tony responding to that. This is uh, clip two. Let's listen. He used the word dump, right? He said the FBI briefed us that a dump might be coming. They didn't say there might be a story, the dump. The FBI was well aware there was a laptop that well aware there were hundreds of thousands of emails and text message and stuff like that. And they had to be in, uh, aware of the chatter that ultimately the New York Post um, uh, you know, published a couple of uh, emails um, trying to make the American uh, public aware of it. But uh, Mark Zuckerberg just casually said, oh yeah, the FBI came to us and warned us of a dump. So when the New York Post ran their article, um, uh, individual named Andy Stone uh, stepped in. I think he runs their... Uh, um, compliance or fact-checking department, and uh, and throttled down the fact pattern. The interesting thing with that, Tucker, is Andy Stone never reached out to me. He never called my lawyers. My email address was there. I'm easy to get a hold of. Facebook never reached out to me and said, hey, Tony, we see that this email that the New York Post just published to you, is it real? Can you produce the email to us? Within five minutes, if Twitter, Facebook, anybody else had reached out, I would have produced the email with, everyone wants to talk about the metadata. Oh, the, you know, the emails that are being produced don't have any metadata. I would have given them the metadata that's pages along on that email that, uh, that the New York Post published. And um, so you originally started this chain by how did it make me feel? Angry, disappointed. I don't think your, your, uh, you know, your audience, which is a large one, um, probably understands or is really thinking about it today. But if you go back to October 2020 and then into the November 3rd election, the election was decided by 21,500 votes. And what does that mean? Three states, Wisconsin, Georgia, and Arizona. The difference between President Trump and Joe Biden was 43,000 votes. If half of those people, 21,500, had voted for President Trump instead of Biden, President Trump would still be in the White House. Now, I'm not arguing for that or supporting that. That is fact based on what was recorded in actual votes. So that election was decided by 21,500 votes in the backdrop of a story that is the most suppressed story in the history of a, a U.S. presidential election. So you can call it rigged. You can call it stolen. You could call it suppressed. The American people can call it whatever they want. But the fact pattern is the FBI alone altered history in that election. All right, so he makes a very profound point, and I'm sure you just caught it. In those three states where it was the election was decided for President Trump, Arizona, uh, Wisconsin, I think Georgia, uh, only 21,500 votes uh, changed could have made a difference. And again, Tony's, I'm sure, Democrat. I, I, I mean, he wouldn't else be working with the, the Bidens. And so uh, he's making a very profound point. The FBI went out of their way to stop this story. All right, so here's, here's another twist, and not a twist, but just a further information for you. Remember we talked about Tim Tebow. That was the FBI. Um, the whistleblowers called out him. He was an FBI agent that they, many of them said, was very political. And then after that, the whistleblower story broke, 
Tim Tebalt was uh, seen exiting the FBI, escorted, and there was speculation about whether he'd been fired or whatever. And remember, we told you, I told you, it wasn't necessarily that, and it wasn't that. He just uh, retired. Uh, but uh, this is the agent. Tim Tebow was the guy who was supposed to be contacting Tony Bobulinski, and his, uh, his attorneys were in touch with Tim, and then they just dropped off. They just dropped off. They just stopped asking questions. Um, he has been... Uh, so, and the FBI has not contacted uh, Tony Bobulinski uh, Bobulinski still since he uh, the 2020 election, they haven't come back to talk to him. They haven't contacted him, haven't said a word. Uh, and so this is how scandalous this is. It just gets worse and worse. And I want to explain something else uh, to try. Sometimes it's hard to make all of these details relevant. Um, I told you that it's not just the Chinese, and I didn't say this yet. It was the Ukrainians. The, the corruption, the money that the Bidens were making out of Ukraine, and the fact that Tony very clearly says that Joe Biden was the recipient. Hunter was the, like the, the, he was the guy, the front guy, and the family was making millions off of Ukraine and also China, communist China. And so um, this, this is why it's still relevant. It, this is why it's still relevant. And by the way, you know, we've, I had lots of interviews with America First Legal. It's founded by uh, Stephen Miller, the former staffer for President Trump. And they have now sued uh, or filed a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit in Washington, D.C., in the federal court yesterday, stating that the FBI is violating the law by failing to publicize its communications with Facebook and other big tech companies that worked with the agency to censor news and information about Hunter's laptop immediately before the 2020 election. Scott, it says the evidence is that the FBI and big tech, including Facebook, colluded to interfere with the 2020 presidential election first by falsely and maliciously labeling the laptop Russian disinformation and then by censoring and or discrediting all the news about its contents. There's more to say about that. You'll be hearing it in the news today, I'm sure. Uh, but this is uh, that's the big story to me. Uh, to tell you today. But of course, there's more. So I hope you'll stay tuned. And I have another story, a new story about just some interesting stuff about the follow-up on the arrest of that Catholic father in Pennsylvania, some other election news. And so uh, stay tuned. And uh, here we go. Fasten your seatbelts. Take a ride with me. Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. Fall share is coming October 11th through 13th, and it's an opportunity for you to partner with us as we bless listeners with God's truth and love. We are listeners from Central Florida, and I just wanted to say that we appreciate the ministry of AFR, and we're also so very thankful for Sandy Rios in the morning. And no matter how discouraging the news may be, Sandy always points your listeners to faith in God. You at AFR call us all together in Christ. Thank you for being servants to all of us. Through listener support by the grace of God, AFR has ministered to listeners across the country for more than 40 years. My relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ wouldn't be the same without AFR. Fall share is coming October 11th through the 13th. I so appreciate everything that AFR does, is, stands for. Thanks for your support during share 
This is Pause to Pray, a chance to stop down each day from the daily noise of life and pray for our country's leaders. Today we pray for Miriam Delphin Rittman, Assistant Secretary for Mental Health and Substance Use at the Department of Health and Human Services. She works to improve the quality and availability of treatment and rehabilitative services for Americans. Galatians 6.2 reminds us of the importance of helping others, bear one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Right now, with this in mind, let's pray together. Almighty God, we ask you to guide Miriam Delphin Rittman as she works on behalf of struggling Americans. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Pause to Pray is a service of this station and the Presidential Prayer Team. This is an important election year in your state and all across the country. And we're joining together to pray the vote. Details at pausetopray.org. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starn. Stand by for news and commentary next. Liberty University's K-12 Online Academy is the best of a homeschool, private school, and Bible-based education all rolled into one. With LUOA, you can take charge of your child's learning environment and create a structured yet flexible schedule that works for your family. Our qualified teachers are easily accessible for guidance and support along the way. And with new classes starting every Monday, it's never too late to make a switch to LUOA. To learn more, text LUOA to 88741. That's LUOA to 88741. A Memphis firefighter is under investigation over a disturbing Facebook post. The firefighter, who is black, allegedly posted a message about a movie called The Woman King. The movie is about a group of all-female warriors protecting an African kingdom. Now, the firefighter wrote, I hope there are some white folks killed. That firefighter is still on the job, still getting paid. Now, last year in Chicago, a white firefighter was fired after he posted a racist message on social media. Different city, different rules, I get that, but it's the double standard that concerns me. Now, the media coverage in Memphis has been somewhat lacking, not much interest. I suspect it would have been different if the firefighter had been a Trump supporter. You know, I'd like to think we could all agree that racist language should be condemned no matter skin color. Someone waiting to be rescued in a burning building should not have to worry about whether they're going to be rescued based on the color of their skin. I'm Todd Starnes. Don't forget to connect with Sandy Rios in the morning on Getter or email Sandy at Sandy at AFR.net. That's Sandy at AFR.net. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. Tell me, do you, is that something that you support? I support saving as many lives as possible. And what I really want to know, and I've been waiting, I tune into you guys all the time. I want to know where Katie Hobbs stands, but ne- I never hear you guys ask for that. I'm pro-life. My plan would be that every woman who walks into an abortion clinic know that there are options out there. They don't have to choose that. There's families who would love to adopt a baby. And right now, the way it's been going, they go in and they, they only have one option. Nobody tells them that there's other options. We want to help our women. If they're afraid, we want to help them. We want to give women health care, and I want to help people. But I really challenge you, and I'm, I'm happy to get back to you on this, when you find out where Katie Hobbs stands, because let me tell you where she stands. She supports abortion right up until birth Thank and after you. birth. That's right. She supports if a baby survives a botched abortion, that that baby die on a cold metal tray. And none of you ever try to get her to talk about her stance. So get back to me after you do. And tell her. (laughs) 
that uh, I want to debate this topic on October 12th, but she really needs to show up for that debate. All right, that was Carrie Lake running for governor in Arizona, showing Republicans how this is an issue they can win on, uh, showing them not to shut up and be silent about it. If you're asked uh, your feelings on abortion, that's the correct answer. Just write it down, do a transcript, and repeat what Carrie Lake said. I'm supporting life. Uh, Ask my opponent what she stands for. What do the left stand for? They want abortion for all nine months. They want gender selection. They want... Uh, incredibly radical uh, issues, Not, no parental consent. Is that what you want? Uh, those of you even that are pro-abortion, I know that's, I know you don't, because I've seen the stats. And nevertheless, yet, uh, Mitch McConnell and uh, Kevin McCarthy and the consultants out of Washington, D.C., uh, Republican consultants, are advising their, uh, their uh, candidates to just be, go silent. Don't say anything about that. Don't, don't bring that up. Don't, don't talk about that. No. You talk about it, and you talk about it with passion. And if you are really pro-life, uh, then you should have some, some passion on it. You shouldn't have to manufacture it. Uh, maybe this is rooting out the unserious ones. I hope so, because uh, I've told you for a long time the Republicans all say, oh, they're pro Well, at least now, in the last decade, they've all bragged that they're pro-life, and that's how they get elected by you. Uh, but it's a bait and switch because they really don't care when push comes to shove. If they did care, they'd be arguing the issue in the public arena right now while this radical abortion bill is on the table in the Congress. But uh, speaking of radical abortion measures, President Biden was uh, announcing a task force. It was a task force meeting. It was Vice President Kamala Harris, the Department of Education Secretary Miguel Cardona, and um, Biden called the Supreme Court's recent ruling that overturned Roe versus Wade fairly extreme. Uh, and um, he was speaking, this is an abortion task force. Did I say that? Not just a task force, an abortion task force. And so um, he's talking, you know, his smack about how the uh, Republicans who introduced legislation to limit abortion after 15 weeks nationally is so bad. And so uh, that's what happened yesterday. But I want you to hear just a little bit of what he said, because as soon as he finished, of course, he doesn't take questions. He rarely takes questions. I'm not there, so I can't say never. Uh, but according to the press pool, uh, it's hard. And so they will shout out questions, which the American press pool always does. But that they did that yesterday. And it, it'll be hard for you to hear him. If you could see it, you would see him just on the mic, just looking and then just smirking. You know, you know that smirk? Have you seen that smirk? He's smirking and he says, only press in the world that does this seriously. Okay, so now I'll let you hear it. Now that you know what I just what he's saying, let's listen. Um, we're now going to move to the closed press portion of our task force meeting. So thank you very much. Among the only press in the world that does this. Seriously. Seriously. We're the only press in the world that does that. The problem is that they put pool reporters and they ex- assign their designated, their favored uh, reporters in the room. Everybody else has to leave. And then the people that leave have to depend on uh, these few reporters left in the room, handpicked by the administration to report on what happened. But anyway, that's just a... Uh, 
that just gives you an idea of what's happening at the White House uh, regarding abortion. Now, I want to bring you up to date just uh, an interesting article written by Margot Cleveland, and it has to do with, uh, uh, I think it's Mark Houck. I think it's his first name. I just see Houck here. But Mark, uh, he's the dad of um, seven children who was arrested, raided by the FBI last week by at gunpoint while his children watched the top of the stairs screaming, just horrific, and taken off by the FBI. Now, we know more about this thanks to Margot Cleveland. She says, the private criminal complaint filed by abortion escort Bruce Love and obtained by the Federalist conflicts with the allegations contained in the federal indictment returned against pro-life sidewalk counselor Mark Houck. So, in case you don't remember, the FBI allegedly arrested him because he had uh, been accused of violating the FACE Act, and that's the FACE, the Freedom of Access to Clinics as something. Uh, And it it was passed, I remember it well, it was a way to stop people from uh, counseling uh, at abortion clinics and uh, praying and all of the things that they do. So they set a, a strict limit as to the number of feet you had to stand away. don't remember what it was. And Mark is accused of, of violating the FACE Act, but he didn't go over the line. What he did was this activist, uh, Mark had brought his 12-year-old son with him, and the activist on more than one occasion started saying incredibly vulgar vulgar things, which I can't repeat, to the child, and uh, getting real close to the child, towering over him, and Mark ended up pushing him. And so the activist, saying the foul, vulgar things, uh, made press charges against Mark. Okay, so that's the foundation here. So Molly says, Margot says, that um, there's a distinction between the complaint, as she looked into it, and what the Justice Department says is in the complaint. And she said so much so that it raises significant questions about the Biden administration's decision to charge Houck with purported violations of the FACE Act. And it calls into question the FBI's excessive show of force. And here she makes the case. Um, a dozen Republican senators have revealed in a letter sent to the FBI, to FBI Director Christopher Wray, that Houck's attorney, Thomas Moore Society lawyer Matt Heffron, had informed already earlier, before this raid on his home, the assistant U.S. attorney, Anita Eve, that he would accept the summons on Hauk's behalf and that Hauk would appear voluntarily. Now, this is not new news. You may have missed it, but we did know that. So, in other words, the Thomas More attorney had been, um, Hauk had been given some kind of notification, and the attorney went back and said, hey, well, listen, he'll come in, we'll, uh, we'll come in and represent him, and he'll, he'll come in voluntarily. Um, but in Heffron, that's the attorney, his mail, his email to Eve. Now, Eve is the assistant U.S. attorney who ordered the raid. First, Heffron's email to Eve, in which he noted he would accept a summons on my client's behalf, rather, rather Mr. Hauk and his family be put through needless disruption. It was dated June the 9th of 2022. Eve did not respond until three months later. Silence. Until... After the raid had been conducted, and the the email back to him this morning, Hauk was taken into custody by FBI agents and is being transported to the Philadelphia FBI for processing. So, it, it, no no response to the offer to come in and do it. Please, let's do it peacefully. This doesn't. And also, the attorney went to them and said, "Look, we have we have prosecuted a number or defended a lot of these uh, face cases." 
Uh, and he writes, there are a fair number of cases that hold face that hold face requires a defendant not merely to intend a physical act, but rather to act with specific intent to interfere with reproductive health services. That did not occur under the facts of the Hauk Love incident. And the unnecessary use of judicial resources, I don't think this case should go forward, in my opinion. So that was what the attorney said to him, and all of that was true. There's a case almost identical in that same district that was thrown out by the court. And by the way, Mark Houck's, uh a case was thrown out because Love did not appear in court. So that had already happened, and yet the Justice Department scrounged around until they found this and then reopened this case and are claiming that there are two charges against Hauk when there really are only one, as uh, as Margot has looked into this. There's only one charge by Bruce Love to Mark Hauk. Uh, but, the, but the Justice Department, under this eve, the Assistant Attorney General, is claiming that there are two. So it's um, that's enough. I mean, that's that's a lot of detail for you, I know, but it just is more, it's further evidence that they are messing with us, and they're trying to scare pro-lifers, and they're doing a good job. I'm sure that people that go out and to the stand on the sidewalks and pray and uh, do the things, pray the rosary, many Catholics do that, uh, council women uh, are, are probably really nervous about going out now. And even, you know, pro-life uh, crisis pregnancy centers worried, you know, that they're going to get a visit by the FBI or a raid or be pulled out in the street. Uh, are those of us that are pro-life or maybe politicians? And I'm telling you, if the 2022 election doesn't go the right way, that's, that is what's going to happen. It will be, uh, can you imagine if they're doing it now while there's some pushback, what do you think they'll do when there is no pushback, no opposition in Congress? What do you think they'll do? Well, I, I, if I need to say, I give up if I have to explain that, so I'm not going to. Now, I want to give you some interesting news. This is a report from CNN, speaking of the election. Uh, this was CNN, and I thought it was pretty amazing that they reported it. This is clip 13. Take a look here. This is black voters' electoral preferences and pre-election polling. Look, black voters are the part, the core part of the Democratic Party. And as you can see here in the race for Congress, look, they're still getting 74% support in the pre-election polling right now. But compare that to the final polling for 2020 president and 2018 Congress. Back in 2020, it was 84%, 85% in 2018. So you're clearly seeing right here that there is less support for Democratic candidates for Congress among African-Americans. And you can look at the Republican column as well, and you can see that 12%, not exactly high, but that's actually the high watermark. It was 9% in 2020, 9% in 2018. So basically what was about a 75, 76-point margin is now down in the low 60s. So look, Democrats still well ahead with African-Americans, but in a game in which you're trying to drive up margins, the margin among African-Americans for Democrats is clearly down. Yeah, so what that means is, uh, you know, what he's saying, and I'm sure you understood that, is that it, this is going to be a close race no matter what because we know how things are going. And so just a, a small percentage of black voters changing their vote could make a huge difference. You know, we're seeing that in the Hispanic community, too. They're leaving the Democratic Party. I don't know what the numbers are on that, but they are. People are fed up. They're fed up because they just want to live in peace. They want to be able to afford their gasoline and their food and take care of their families. And the government, the federal government, has become our enemy, messing with us, making our lives difficult. Why? For control. And instinctively, people, because I believe God's placed it in us, that we want to be free people and make our own decisions. That's part of our sin nature, actually. Uh, but the only master we should have is God himself. 
So anyway, uh, I want to go now turn. I told you this yesterday, but I'm going to let Mike Emanuel kind of expound on it. This is clip four. Georgia Republican Senate nominee Herschel Walker, who has said he is pro-life with no exceptions, is denying allegations made in a Daily Beast report that claims in 2009 he paid $700 to a girlfriend to have an abortion. It is a flat-out lie, and uh, and now you know how important this seat is. This seat is very important that they'll do anything to win this seat. The unnamed woman showed the reporter a get-well card and a $700 check allegedly signed by Walker. Well, I, I send money to a lot of people, and that's what's so funny. And, and let's go back to my part. You know, I, I do scholarship for kids. I give money to people all the time because I'm always helping people because I believe in being generous. Walker later announced on Twitter that he's not taking this anymore and that he's planning to sue the Daily Beast for this, quote, defamatory lie. National Republican Senatorial Committee Chairman Rick Scott reaffirmed his support for Walker, saying when the Democrats are losing as they are right now, they lie and cheat and smear their opponents. But it didn't end there. Walker's son Christian attacked him on Twitter, accusing his father of making a mockery of the family and even threatening to kill them. He continued the attack on camera, accusing his father of being a hypocrite. You don't get to pretend you're some moral family guy. You don't get to pretend all these things. Talk policy, talk normal, do not lie. Herschel Walker responded that he loves his son no matter what. A Democratic PAC says it is planning to run $33 million in TV ads, hammering Walker for his alleged history of domestic violence. The timing of the attacks is rough. Five weeks out from Election Day in what many consider a toss-up race, Brett. All right. Now, I talked about this yesterday, but I will repeat. You have to know that all the gloves are off, and this is exactly what the left does. And you have to remember Justice Moore, who was my guest just a few weeks ago, how they destroyed him, destroyed his candidacy by accusing him of being a pedophile when he is not. And he has the proof, and he's suing and just won a big lawsuit uh, clearing his name. So I, I don't know if this is true or not, but if I were you, I would believe the best about someone unless you knew. Do not... Now go into that icky lane where you're a Christian and you can't vote for someone who uh, might have... Because you don't know. You don't know. You need to think the best while you can. And even if it is true, does that change what you should do when the opponent is uh, as wicked as a Raphael Warnock who wants abortion for all nine months? You have to really be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Our phone number is 888-589-8840 if you have a comment. 888-589-8840. Sandy Rios in the morning. Can we trust the Bible? He says, we saw this. And that sets the Bible apart from almost everything else in the ancient world and its religious pantheon of gods and goddesses. The God Who Speaks, the important documentary from the American Family Association, is now available to watch for free on AFA's brand new streaming platform. Go to thegodwhospeaks.org to watch this award-winning film today. Thegodwhospeaks.org. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. 
When we heard it, our hearts melted, and no courage remained in any man any longer because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. My name is Abraham Hamilton III, and this is the Hamilton Minute. When Israel was poised to enter the promised land, Rahab, the Canaanite harlot, risked her very life to protect Yahweh's people. This woman, whose life was filled with immorality, with no knowledge of Yahweh's laws, yet she risked her life for his people after only hearing of his exploits. How much more then should we give our lives for him? We have his word. We know his ways. Should we be any less committed? Rahab's conviction is provoking. Listen each weekday from 5 to 6 p.m. Central for The Hamilton Corner or visit the podcast page at AFR.net for more from Abraham Hamilton III, Public Policy Analyst for the American Family Association. If you are 65 or older, you know this. It's really frustrating to deal with out-of-pocket medical expenses, watching your hard-earned dollars just flying out the window. Well, here's something that can really help, and it's worth taking a minute to look into. MediShare has a new option called MediShare 65+. Plus. MediShare is a community of Christians who share each other's healthcare bills, and it really is a community. People encourage and pray for each other. And MediShare 65 Plus is a low-cost option for those with Medicare Parts A and B that fills in the gaps where Medicare stops. You can lock in one low monthly price for up to 10 years. It's great for peace of mind. You can use your Medicare-approved doctor and get prescription savings, dental and vision savings, Very worth looking into, and it's so easy to find out why people rave about the customer service at MediShare. They're great to talk to on the phone. Here's the number. Call 833-45-BIBLE. That's 833-45-BIBLE. 833-45-BIBLE. This is Frank Afney with the Secure Freedom Minute. Freedom dodged a bullet in Brazil on Sunday. Despite the stacked deck posed by the country's Marxists in and out of government, their international allies led by the Chinese Communist Party, the leftist Brazilian media, wildly inaccurate pollsters, election machines known to be susceptible to fraud, and a hostile Biden administration, incumbent President Jair Bolsonaro is still a contender for re-election. Bolsonaro is now in a runoff at the end of this month with the communist former president turned felon, Lula da Silva. Bolsonaro allies widespread success down ballot confirms his great popular support. Da Silva is considered the frontrunner, however, and with the contest so massively rigged in his favor, Lula's bid to renew efforts he previously made to render Brazil, like the rest of the hemisphere, part of a Chinese empire, remains a serious threat. America must support freedom and President Bolsonaro. This is Frank Afton. Sandy Rios in the morning on American Family Radio. All right, Sandy Rios, back with you. Let me give that number again a little more clearly. 888-589-8840-888-589-8840. Just a couple of things before I go to the phone. So speaking of candidates who know how to answer questions, I played that clip of Carrie Lake running for governor in Arizona a few minutes ago. Uh, Republican Virginia congressional can- candidate Hung Kao. He's Vietnamese, uh, and he is a uh, uh, what, what, what's his? Uh, he's a military guy. I'll get to it in a second. Um, and so he was asked in this debate with his opponent Jennifer Wexton, "Is this Repub- Are you an election de- denier?" So, uh, well, I'll read the question. Do you believe the 2020 election was free, fair, and untainted? And Joe Biden is the duly elected president of the United States, the moderator asked. And do you feel confident about the election process this year? 
Sir, Joe Biden is the president of the United States, Cal responded. If you don't believe me, go to your gas pumps or go to your grocery stores, and that'll tell you who is. Every American citizen should have confidence in the election process, the retired Navy captain and former special operator added. We did that in Iraq and Afghanistan with just this, he said, holding up his index finger. Right? A blue finger to prove that everybody had voted once. And I don't know why we can't do this in the United States, where we can make sure that this this American institution, so vital to our country, is not protected. But again, Joe Biden is the president of the United States. Let's not make a mistake about it. I mean, the economy proves it. The inflation rate proves that, too. All right, so uh, candidates, put that in your pipe and smoke it. That's a good answer, too, in your own way. That's a great answer because it's true. All right, I want to go to the phone lines, and uh, let's go to Iowa first and talk to Steve. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, dear. Please, (laughs) please have people on who can show us how we can be effective against stopping the attacks like being perpetrated on Herschel Walker. There are attacks going on in Arizona, in uh, Michigan, in Wisconsin. Get somebody on there that can show the people how we can counter uh, these Marxist communists as they attempt to take over our country. Well, I, I, that's a great idea, Stephen. If I can think of someone who'd be good to speak to all of that, I will. I would say to you, uh, if for people that are on social media, uh, this is how you jump in, and you just jump in right there, and you you tweet or you post whatever you're posting on, on Getter, you post it, and you just spread the word that way. That's really, what else are we going to do? We can't get the New York Times to write an article about it, and so, and we can't get you know Fox to cover it. Uh, well, maybe some. Uh, you don't, but most of us don't have the power to do that. And so, in your own circles, you need to spread the word. Just start talking, Steve. You need to tell your friends, tell everybody that you know. This is a lie. I know this is a lie because get an article or whatever to equip you to to push back on that, but um, and make people aware of how this is a tool of the left. Now, let me quickly add. You know, I talked about uh, Tony Bobolinsky earlier. It doesn't mean that every late breaking story about a candidate is false. That's not true because in the case of Tony Bobolinsky, the stuff about Biden and his son was true. He had all kinds of proof which could have been made public if it had not been suppressed. Uh, But these casual um, accusations, we found a woman who years ago did this and that. Listen, you have every reason to be suspicious. So, um, Steve, that's a good suggestion, and I thank you for it. Let me go to Sam in Baton Rouge. Good morning, Sam. Hey, Sandy. Uh, Sandy, what is the, the most basic and fundamental human right? Oh, life, I guess, life. That's it, yeah. And uh, and what rights do the uh, 31 million females have who were uh, aborted? <laughs> well, you know none. They and lost, we, they didn't have know, any right, they had no why. choice. I don't know why we don't re- retort, you know, when they talk about denying women their rights. Is it we don't we talk about what is the most basic right? Well, I don't know. I guess uh, we don't always think of the right things to say. It's kind of hard, but that is a very good point you just made, and I thank you for that. Uh, Jim in Lawton, Oklahoma. Good morning, Jim. My husband, my first husband, was from Lawton. He is, his dad was at Fort Sill. How are you? 
Good, good. I did some time at Fort Sill myself. Oh, you did? Okay. Hey. Okay. Hey. Uh, my comment is, is I can't cut Zuckerberg no slack after four, 40 mil, or 400 million into the Democrat coffers and, and, and that kind of stuff. You know, he, uh, he's definitely on their team. And I just, uh, you know, I heard you say that a while ago. I thought I got to call that girl. And tell her that. <laughs> now, <laughs> oh, I know. I, do I understand you. I believe they're trying to install a communist government here in the United States. And we've all got to come up to the, battle line and and get get to it or they're going to take our country and destroy our constitution we just ain't going to have nothing left we'll be living like they live in china and russia and that's not good you know isn't interesting jim you know how is it that you see that the people the regular people if i don't hope you're not offended if i call you a regular person i'm a regular person too from a small town middle america how come we can see this and the so-called intelligent people who go to Harvard and Yale, and that's and I'm making a broad, very broad statement, but in general, just are clueless about it. I think, uh, I, I always say it's just, to me, it's God. It's the wisdom that God brings because people in the heart of America generally respect him more than the people on the coast. And the further you get from the knowledge of God, the more stupid you become. Uh, but Jim, that thank you. <laughs> Thanks for the correction. Yes, I'm not a fan of Mark Zuckerberg. So thank you for bringing me back to reality. Monty in Virginia. Good morning, Monty. How are you? One of the most wonderful journalists, reporters, and, and speakers of truth. But I want to make an offer to all the people that are listening. Let's bring social injustice to Culpeper, the hub of Northern Virginia, 70 miles outside of D.C. and 90 miles outside of Richmond. We want the people that are the fact checkers and the Twitters and the TikTok people to come here and see what it's like to actually report truth. And Sandy, wouldn't it be great to bring all those people that are reporters and journalists into a location and ask them to do a simple debate over truth? <laughs> it would be a short debate. <laughs> It would be a short debate. Uh, it would be probably pretty wordless because they wouldn't be able to think of a, you know, it's my truth, whatever. I'm, they would be, it would be, yeah, but I'd like to see that too. But you'd have to have somebody in the debate who actually knew what truth was. Uh, otherwise, it wouldn't make any sense at all. And Monty, you know, I don't know if you saw the uh, the series on television several years ago called Turn. Did you see that? Yes, it is. It, it made Culpeper, you know, put Culpe- uh, it, it helped bring back the history of Culpeper, Virginia. I thought it was really, really interesting. And um, anyway, well, all right, that's a good idea. I, You know, I'll make sure that happens, Monty. I'll get all of the reporters from ABC, CBS, and NBC, and, you know, all the other networks to have a debate over truth. Yeah, so anyway, thank you so much, and thanks for your kindness. Adam uh, in uh, North Fairfield, Ohio. Good morning, Adam. Morning. I love listening to your show. Well, thank you very I, much. <laughs> it's nice to know. It is. It's very nice to know. I'm just uh, I'm just afraid with the way that uh, things are heading with America and also the world with Russia and North Korea. It's. I wanted to talk about. Uh, I keep seeing more and more of these Teslas and all this and the push of the electric vehicles and the people that with the they don't realize that the power grid isn't able to hold all of this that they want to 
uh, bring up. Well, Adam, you probably heard me say, but I will repeat, and you're going to, I, uh, Katie Hopkins from Great Britain uh, was in the studio this week, and I pre-recorded a show with her that will air on Friday, and we talked about this, uh, because what you have to understand, and I bet you do, the idea is not really electric cars. The the idea is that's just a that's just a dog whistle. That's just a shiny object uh, to get people excited about some new technology. When actually the globalists have in mind that we cannot drive at all, no fossil fuels, no driving. That you move to city. I know this sounds so dystopian, but trust me, it's true. They it's in writing. Their plans are to move us to city centers, living in government high rises taking government transportation because they can control everything we do, everything we do, and that is the mission. So electric cars are just, um, they're just a, a shiny object, and I would just say to all of you, we have to fight to re- maintain fossil fuels and oil-generated, fossil fuel-generated power uh, and energy. We have to fight for that. We can't give that up. This is a lie about wind and solar. They may, it has some merit, but it will never replace at least, I shouldn't say never because 100 years from now, maybe Elon Musk, because he has the best interest, I think, of people in mind, maybe he will discover, but not now. We're not there yet. And what Adam is saying is totally true. We cannot sustain. If you all bought electric cars, you would not be able to go very far. You would not be able to, uh, the power grid could not hold charging your car. The, it's just all a fake narrative. It's something. I would not buy an electric car if I were the, you, you'll have so much you will have a short life on all that money that you're spending on that because if they maintain power, your electric car will be of no value eventually also. So, Adam, thanks for that. Let's go to Doyle in uh, Lafayette, Indiana. Good morning, Doyle. Good morning, Sandy. Good morning. (laughs) My pleasure to get to talk to you this morning. Yeah, so what's on your mind? I wanted to throw some ideas on how we could put some pressure on all these people trying to take us over, the China, Chinese and the Bilderberg Group and the World Economic Forum. What yes. we need to do, is, and they did this once a long time ago with sugar. Everybody boycotted sugar because the price went through the roof. We need to just, as hard as it is, we can't stop buying everything Chinese because they've infiltrated us so deep. But if we would just start cutting back on anything we possibly can made from China. Same way with like Zuckerberg on Facebook, you wouldn't have that 400 million if people start getting off there. Yes, that's true, Doyle. We have a lot more economic power than we exercise, and I think that's a good suggestion. We just—it's just a matter of organizing people, isn't it? Which is what the left is so good at, and we're so bad at. But I—I I, I appreciate that suggestion, and if I could do something about it, I would. But I feel a little helpless to make that happen. But thanks, Doyle. It just uh, We can also do it personally. That's something I try to do is at least make some good choices myself, even if I, I'm only a drip in a bucket, you know. But uh, thank you, Doyle, for that suggestion. Let's go to Mike in Illinois. Mike, good morning. Mike, quickly if you can. Sandy, good talking to you. I uh, love what you do. Thank uh, you. Just... Uh, so many bad things going on that's hard to just nail one down. But I tell you, the thing that breaks my heart more than anything is seeing what's happening to our military, especially these men that are having to take this vaccine to keep their job or, or keep their uh, pension. It's uh, 
you know, what strain are they giving them, Sandy? I mean, my goodness, they're saying the COVID-19. I mean, we've had three or four strains. They're supposed to have changed it. I mean, are, are we still working on the original strain? I mean, it's such a sad thing that we're still running our military off when when basically they uh, they they have proven the vaccine doesn't keep you from getting COVID and it it absolutely doesn't keep you from giving it to someone else. There's actually no reason whatsoever. Now, Mike, you know I share your rage about this, and as a matter of fact, your your comment is pretty uh, timely because tomorrow I was going to talk about this today, but tomorrow we're going to have uh, tentatively uh, two uh, active duty uh, people who are in the midst of this uh, to talk to us, and I'm going to talk to you about what's happening in the military. We'll talk about that tomorrow. I, I don't know what to say. The one thing I know is that I cannot get congressmen to get off their rear ends and do something about this. I, I'm going to publicly say to you, I shouldn't say this, but I've just, I will not interview Marshall Blackburn uh, because she won't do anything about this. And I, I look, that's just one person. She's a conservative in so many other ways, but to me, this is a this is an issue of the heart. They, they did, they, what did they do? Uh, in the Senate, they actually said, those that should be defending our military said, well, they'll get an honorable discharge. And that was supposed to be fine. I think they added that to the Defense Authorization Act. It was, it was terrible what they did, and they have not defended them. So you all must know that your congressmen and senators need to have a fire set under them that they won't believe. Uh, so if you can organize in your local uh, um, areas to go in and just bombard them with your rage about this, that's one good thing that you could do. And remember that God is on his throne. None of this surprises him. Read the, uh, the book of Daniel. Read the Capture of the Babylonians. Remember how God works in our lives, and he doesn't waste any of this trouble. This is Sandy Rios in the morning on AFR Talk. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.